Welcome to the Shred Shed Podcast. I'm Doug, and today's episode, episode two, uh, is going to be a fundamentals episode. Uh, I'm going to intersperse these episodes every so often, and they'll be five to ten minutes, and they're just kind of to lay out some fundamentals and principles of exercise and fitness, uh, dropping some, some nuggets, pearls of truth. Uh, so that you can kind of understand what the foundation is for a lot of uh, fitness and what that looks like. Uh, and today we're going to talk about uh, in more detail why we train, what, what's the motivation behind exercise. And the problem is most of us when we think about exercise and going to exercise is burning calories. Or perhaps maybe it's um, because you want to get stronger or because you want to get um, more healthy. Those are all semi-true, uh, but the whole goal behind exercise in general is to get um, your body in a better shape of uh, fitness. Now, that leads me into some of our definitions, and I'm going to be working with two different textbooks here, uh, quoting a little bit and pulling some of my information. One is Vander's Human Physiology, 11th edition. That was from way back in undergrad. And then my other one is The Bible of Strength Training, a.k.a. Super Training by Mel Sif. If you do not know about this book, uh, it is a great book to go out and get. It's a massive, thick, textbook-like uh, bundle of information, but it is, it is the uh, downright best resource if you are looking to understand exercise and fitness much better from a mostly strength and, strength and power side of things but anyways <clears throat> one of the most or the, the oldest reasons why um, or foundations as to why uh, we do train and exercise and have started doing this uh, this whole exercise thing at least in west in the west is based on what's called adaptation and uh, this concept uh, to quote out of our physiology textbook here the term adaptation denotes a characteristic that favors survival in specific environments an adaptation is uh interfaced with another word called homeostasis which is the concept that the body wants to stay the same when i think homeostasis think home it wants to stay home it does not want to change adaptation is the process of the body changing in response to a stimulus and then well the the Another term that kind of coincides with this is acclimatization, and that is uh, the improved functioning of an already existing homeostatic system. So take, for example, uh, your body's ability to tolerate heat. Whenever you acclimatize to, let's say, a hotter summer wherever you live, uh, the body changes physiologically and also uh, anatomically in response to uh, being able to tolerate higher degrees of heat and humidity and so um, that that principle lays the foundation for hey if we can if our bodies adapt well why don't we uh, dumb that down to a controlled uh, introduction of stimulus and then get our bodies to adapt the way that we want them to and uh, that's kind of the foundation of exercise and why we've started exercising in the history of mankind <coughs> another uh, point here is uh, if during an adolescence years, during while they're developing physically um, and mentally, they go through a large amount of adaptation or acclimatization. 
this actually can preset them to be um, irreversibly adapted. And this may answer a lot of uh, our questions as to why some kids are just generally stronger than others, or some kids have better aerobic um, conditioning, uh, in addition to, of course, their genetics. But if you've ever observed kids who play football, weightlift, powerlift, or engage in any strength sports at a young age, and then see how they kind of tend to maintain that uh, amount of strength and power throughout their years, this kind this is kind of uh, explains it. So it's a concept called developmental acclimatization, where if a kid is trained during their developmental years, uh, they're going to be much um, more adapted, even if they aren't still training. It's irre- irreversible, which is unfortunate for those of us who grew up and, and didn't exercise as much, because now we've got to continue to train and exercise to maintain whatever we've gained. But that's the way it goes. <clears throat> so shifting over, there's a couple principles that through uh, the years, scientists have come up with that they have termed the gas principle and the said principle. The gas principle is, or the um, said principle is the spe- specific adaptation to impose demands principle. All this is is the body adapts with a specific type of fitness any demands which may be regularly imposed on it, provided the loading does not exceed the adaptive capabilities of, of the body at that time. So that essentially, if you're going to impose demands on the body, it's going to adapt. Do it in a routine method, it's going to adapt and, and at, a, at a point acclimatize so that you can take a break and your body will still uh, maintain that homeostasis, that higher level of homeostasis. Think about it in terms of strength. If you train the squat for <clears throat> six months, you can take a month off, and for the most part, you won't lose your squat strength. Now, if you continue to be uh, detraining, then you will. But the said principle just tells us that your body will adapt specifically to demands that are imposed upon uh, it. The gas principle is what's called general adaptation syndrome. Now, to quote out of super training, <clears throat> We can take that training may then be described as a process whereby the, the body systematically exposed to a given set of stressors to enable it to efficiently manage future exposure to those stressors. So general adaptation syndrome is throughout training, habitual training, routine training, the body continues to adapt in anticipation for further stress. Now, on that note, I'm going to move over to another term called supercompensation. Supercompensation essentially is the, the concept that with a calculated uh, uh, outworking of training or method of training, you can get the body to over-adapt and thereby get even more stronger than what you trained for for a period of time until it comes back down to that new homeostasis. What I mean here is let's say if I'm training the deadlift and I do so in an organized fashion using a term like what's called uh, periodization, then if I do it right, I can get the body to actually supercompensate or overcompensate based on the stimulus I give it progressively. Now, it was proposed by uh, Sif here in his book that it's preferable to use a term called adaptive reconstruction, which is really, I think, a little bit more um, 
apropos because essentially what your body is doing is you're, it's adapting and reconstructing itself in anticipation for the stressors coming along rather than everything is, is becoming is super compensating in the, in the sense that it's shooting way above and beyond what's necessary. Rather, it just is anticipating what's coming up or what it thinks is coming up as far as training stimulus goes. So another term that I'm going to throw out there that'll kind of lay the foundation here is fitness. We all have heard that before, but the problem is that fitness has been thrown around as a word, uh, especially in the marketing area of uh, our, our little field here. And Sif describes it pretty well that actually necessitates that every time you talk about fitness, you need to give it a prefix or kind of this descriptor and be more specific about what kind of fitness you're talking about. His definition here is fitness may be defined as the ability of the body to cope with a specific task under specific conditions. Now that kind of makes sense given the fact that we just talked about the specific adaptation to impose demands principle. If you're going to talk about fitness, you've got to talk specifically about what kind of fitness you are referring to. For example, if I am aerobically fit, it means I'm my body has adapted to the demands that I have been giving it when in regards to my cardiorespiratory health. If I am strength adapted or power adapted, it means based on training, my body is adapted to those stimuli that I've given it. Not necessarily I'm fit and just leave it at that. that it, it's almost like saying <clears throat> I am a being without actually specifying whether you're human or your animal or uh, whatever it may be. So whenever we talk about fitness, we need to talk about fitness specifically. Now, time's kind of running down, but I just want to get to the, why does this matter? What, what do, can we take from this? What's the point? Well, when we talk about understanding why we exercise, it's no longer just to burn calories and get the guilt off of that large meal you ate or the muffins or the candy you chomped down on. Rather, it's <clears throat> we train and exercise in preparation for uh, future stimulus. So... If you're worried about the food you eat or you exercise because you like to eat, it's probably a better idea to think about it in terms of how about I put on some more muscle mass or I increase my metabolic demand by training rather than just exercising over one period of time. That way I can eat more and I can enjoy the food I do eat and I can realize that the food that I'm eating is going to supply the muscle and the metabolic demands that I've placed on it rather than now I've got to go burn off these calories. That doesn't work very well. Additionally, if we're going to talk about <clears throat> training, uh, like for instance for the military or for a warrior dash or some other obstacle course race or weightlifting, any, anything that incorporates um, high intensity, then training with a method or a uh, set of rules and guidelines we're not even talking about periodization here. We're not talking about structure. We're just talking about um, on this day, I'm going to do this. And on that day, I'm going to do that. Uh, whether it's run or lift or sprint or whatever it is. Uh, and if we're going to, to train for those things, we need to have some kind of organization. Now, a step even further, we need a structure so that we can uh, accommodate things like adaptation and things like supercompensation in anticipation for the event coming up rather than just going out and exercising thinking that your body's going to to wire itself and gear itself to do what you want it to so you can perform in that that competition or just be fit in general it's really important to have some kind of structure 
given the fact that we know that we can manipulate variables to get the body to adapt. So if you have your goals, which is the first thing that needs to happen, you need to set a goal. Second thing, you've got to understand what is required to get to that goal. What kind of stressors do I need to give my body in order for it to compensate and thereby adapt towards that goal? Third, how do I, how do I interplay with the rest of the variables in my life? What about work and other stress? I'm not talking about it now, but it will in, in the future. Stress is huge in stopping and blocking you from getting to your goals. But on the other hand, stress is the only thing that you can uh, use to get your body to adapt towards those goals. You have to have stress. So balancing that out is really, uh, it's, it's a huge balancing act, and it's difficult unless you understand what to do. Now, I'm not talking about sitting down and writing a, a huge Excel program or going online and buying someone's program. The best way to understand this is what's called auto-regulation. And using auto-regulation is a huge, hugely important uh, strategy to approach your own training. Given the fact that you understand what stimulus is necessary to, for your body to adapt to a certain goal, using auto-regulation, or using layman's terms, how you feel is an excellent way to go about knowing how intense you should train how much you should train, and what all the other variables are involved, how you should manipulate those variables. Now, there needs to be a basic structure beforehand. Sometimes you just got to show up and train. Other times, if you don't feel good, it's a good idea to back off. Now, I'm going to talk about that in regards to stress later on. So just in summary, realize that you train and exercise for a reason. If we're going to really be real about it, it should be training, not exercise. And training given the fact that you have a goal a goal that you understand is uh, realistic, and then at the same time you know what, what variables and what uh, uh, method it's going to take to manipulate to get your body to adapt towards that goal.